Hello and welcome back to The Furnace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. When you examine the miracles of Jesus, such as the one we have today, where he heals a blind beggar, how does that in particular impact you? More generally, what do you think of miracles in the first place? Because I would like to say, however you view the topic of miracles, especially in the Bible, will say a lot about your faith in general. Because you know, in the Gospels, the term miracle had various connotations to it, but it didn't mean something that many in our world would describe it today as some kind of violation of nature by a supernatural force. And I know there are many philosophical debates about the nature of what a miracle is, and I won't get into that here. But I will say that in the scriptures, a miracle is often articulated and described as wonder in the sense that God has done something wonderful in a way that goes beyond our ordinary experience. But for God, God is just doing what God does because he is God. And when God does a miracle, he is just being himself. But such miraculous actions express something of a kind of wonder and sign for us. So why am I emphasizing this thing on wonder? Well, let me ask you this. When you look out into the world and the beauty of creation, are you often captured by how wonderful it is? For one of the main problems of the Western world today is what the Canadian philosopher Charles Taylor called the buffered self, which means that we have kind of drawn a boundary to our awareness of our sense of the transcendent, if you will. We have become self-isolated through a collective rejection of the transcendent, and therefore we live in a predominantly imminent frame of living. Father Ronald Rollheiser says that we do live in a culture today that struggles to see against an infinite horizon such that it is not easy to believe in God because at the heart of secularism is the loss of wonder because we have lost our sense of the transcendent. In other words, the fundamental tenet of a secular age is disenchantment. For much of human history, there was much awareness of the sense of the supernatural, of the transcendent, and therefore a sense of wonder. The sense of the mysteriousness of reality is now kind of buffered out by the overemphasis on science and technology as the only thing that's real. Materialism is the name of the game, you can say, but despite all of this, how many people, perhaps you and I included, can say how much of the goods of the world still don't happen to make us happy. We realize, or they realize, that money and material wealth do not constitute happiness, but at the same time, they will still also deny God. And such a contradiction exists because we have buffered out the world of the supernatural and often compensated by having to recreate it in different ways, often through things like drugs or excessive alcohol or trance-like dance parties that seek to find an otherworldly experience which we have largely lost. So when we look at the miracles of Jesus in the Gospels, we are reminded to think wonderfully again. And I guess part of the big movement in the Catholic faith with regards to evangelization and mission in recent times is to rediscover the power of beauty. And why beauty? Because 
It's been called the way of beauty or the via pulchritudinis. It's a Latin term which means the way of beauty. And we've seen it as a pathway to God, for it is beauty that inspires wonder and marvel and therefore opens us up again into the realm of the transcendent. For when you see a beautiful landscape or a beautiful work of art, or seeing such goodness in someone that you would call them a beautiful soul, what happens is that there is a kind of spark of wonder that is alighted in each of us that takes us out of ourselves and draws us out. And that is why we do need things like a beautiful mass and liturgy and beautiful music and our prayerfulness and the church buildings that we build. We do need to encourage people to get out of their homes and computers and spend time with nature away from the big buildings and machines and technological devices that encompass a lot of city life, going on more hikes outdoors and spending more time in silence will once again evoke that sense of wonder within us. Because at the end of the day, there is nothing more beautiful than a holy soul, a soul which radiates Christ because it is Jesus Christ who is beauty itself. Fedor Dostoevsky said that beauty will save the world because ultimately that beauty is Christ. You have wonder, beauty, and enchantment, and all those things make us more human, and we need those things to be more human again because when we discover that we are made for another world, therefore the more we cultivate experiences in our worship, in our life of faith and in our own daily lives of beauty, then the more our soul continues to ascend to the heights where ultimately our true hope and fulfillment lies. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, hope and charity and make us love what you command so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.